On this episode of Just In Case You Forgot, Delaware County, I will talk to Ashley some more about the spot that 23-year-old Stacy Colbert was found in Delaware County, Ohio. I don't know for a fact how far off of the road that she was. All for the purpose of trying to get a better mental image of the area and a better understanding of how Stacy got there. You know, it's a, it's a mystery. There's no way you keep a secret like this forever. That's now on Just In Case You Forgot, Season 2, Delaware County. Why here? We, we don't know. Just In Case You Forgot podcast is produced and hosted by William Swafford. Music was put together by William Swafford. As I was still trying to figure out how to approach a Season 2, I knew that I had to be able to know the area, or at least get a better mental image of one of the areas that I have talked about throughout this podcast. So I did talk to Ashley some more about the area. Ashley did send me a short video of the area that she had taken from the road. However, I still don't know the spot that I need to focus my attention on. Ashley did try to explain to me where she thinks the swell line ends at. The swell line is basically how far the Scioto River floods the riverbanks. So, I don't know, there's the picture with the black Delaware County Sheriff's mm-hmm. car. And see the tree line. That's the swell line. Yeah, so the swell line only goes out to the tree line and basically stops about right there. Basically, I mean, it basically, the swell line lines up to the property of the cornfield. Standing on the road, State Route 257, a person will see a field and then a tree line. Beyond that tree line is the sky of the river. At least what I, you know, it was really, you know, because it was muddy and soft back there is why, why I assume that's the swell line. And you can see, like, it's funny, yeah, I was, I was, the reason I kept going back in there is because there's different areas of, like, rocks and stones and trees but you can also tell that the rivers pushed those around back there which is why i went back in there so far because i was like oh there's that but every time i got to something you could just tell that the river had pushed it there i asked ashley how far off the road was the spot where stacy was found i I don't know for a fact how far off of the road that she was. I, just what I can see in that picture is, is all I know. And they've done aerial shots of it too. I, 20, 30 yards would be my guess. I, I cannot believe she wasn't found sooner. 20 to 30 yards. This made me think whoever did put Stacy in that spot had to be somewhat confident that they wouldn't be spotted by any other vehicles on that road. I thought of the possibility of a person taking a vehicle off-road, take Stacy's body to the spot. It would be quicker, and an empty vehicle, possibly still running, would not be left on the road. I mean, he probably walked along the... Like, if you walk along the cornfield, I, um... Then maybe it's not that... Maybe it's not 20 or 30 yards... Because during like ten or fifteen. Because at that time in March and stuff, there's no corn or anything in there. Exactly. Yeah. So a person could drive a vehicle back there. That is true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you could just drive. Back like in I there. said, though, it would take a four-wheel drive more than likely. 
I just yeah. it's just hard for me to picture somebody parking along the side of a road. That's true. And taking the chance of the cars pass. I mean, I don't know the visibility of how far down the road you can see and things like it's, that. It's perfect. If somebody heading south would never see him. Really? At all. Yeah, because of the bend. But would he be able to see other people coming? Yes. Yeah, so people heading north, the cornfield is wide open. So anybody heading north would have been able to see him. The house is probably 200 yards. So unless they're looking, they probably didn't see anything either. Now Stacy's upstairs neighbors heard noises coming from Stacy's apartment in the early morning hours of March 22nd of 1998. If Stacy was taken from her apartment on March 22nd and taken to Delaware County that same morning, a 40 minute drive, that could mean that Stacy was put in that spot possibly sometime before sunrise that morning. Because he would have to turn off his lights unless he wanted to draw attention. Exactly. Yeah. It's I. Yeah. How he got her there is, is a, you know, is a, is a mystery. <laughs> Obviously, I have my own theory. <laughs> um, but you're right. He could have just driven right back in there. You'd really have to be familiar with the property to drive back there. I mean, you know how people are when they drive on their property. There is a question. If someone had passed that area on March 22nd of 1998 and seen a vehicle parked on the side of the road, would anyone give it a second thought? Meaning, would seeing a vehicle on the side of the road or in the field be anything to be suspicious over? I mean, how many times have you seen an abandoned vehicle on the side of the road and called law enforcement to check it out? For myself, the answer is never. I see a vehicle sitting on the side of the road. I figure a broken down vehicle or out of gas. I'm interested in knowing how much of the area was searched and if anyone had ever gone back to go over the area again. That I don't know. I mean, I do know that the newspaper article said that they looked for many, many days and found as many bones as they could find. That it was about 70% which seems high. Yeah, but my question is, is how, what was their parameter of that search? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what they, yeah, what the area is. Yeah. I, you, know, you can see a little bit where the tape is cut off, or where the, the caution tape is, but I don't know what their search, what their search range is. I would like to know how far down the riverbed they went. There is a reason why I wonder if a second search has ever been done. Yeah, I mean, there, there's either one or two pieces of jewelry that are missing that were never found. Because of these were, were things she never took off. While going through all this, I know I still need to find others to talk to. Three of those people I would like to talk to is the three detectives that handle Stacy's missing person investigation in Columbus, Ohio. I did unfortunately find out that Columbus Detective David Morris passed away in March of 2023 at the age of 80 years old. Detective Morris was with the Columbus Police Department for 39 years. That makes two people who had some part in this investigation that has passed away. 
The first one I found out about was the man who lived in apartment C above Stacy in Columbus. The reason why I would like to talk to at least one of the detectives from Columbus, Ohio is that you check it for theories. I did bring up in my conversation with Ashley that I was trying to locate the man who had found Stacy's remains in November of 2004. That's when Ashley told me something that I had not heard before. There's two names for the hunter. I had only seen one name in an old article about Stacy being found in Delaware County. Was it possible that the media had reported the wrong name? I will talk more about this in another episode, because at that point in time, that's all I had to go on. So I don't know which one it was. Ashley talked about how everyone was going about their own lives and meeting new people right after graduating college. My speculation, my armchair detective speculation. Uh, you know, she graduated like the end of August. It was like August, I don't know, 29th or 28th um, from Ohio State and then started with AEP in like September, October and had gotten that apartment, you know, right, right around then. So it was just a, it was a weird transition period where I was, I had graduated, I had moved out, you know, other friends are getting married, you know, they're focusing on that. People that she had lived with, you know, were kind of moving into, you know, people were going to grad school and moving into different areas. And so it was just a, a weird time in our lives where we weren't as connected and, you know, there wasn't social media back then. Like you were calling each other on the phone and it was long distance and that was expensive. And, you know, it, it wasn't free like it is now. You just didn't, you know. I always saw Stacy when I, or tried to see her when I would come back to Columbus. And I did see her, you know, two weeks before she disappeared. We did have dinner. Um, but it's just, it was just such a, it was such a perfect storm of the, of the time in her life and uh, transitioning to work friends versus school friends and things like that. So we've, Bessinger has asked us to, to find people that knew her then and, and, and you know, knew who she was hanging out with and we just, we've, we've reached out to everybody that we know on, on, on that and haven't, haven't been able to find anything. Ashley did bring up the shoe print on Stacy's apartment door again. There was the question in season one about where on the inside of the door the shoe print was at. You know, you asked me last time about the boot print, and I actually went back into my diary from that day. And like, so the boot print was at the doorknob level, or the shoe print was at the doorknob level. Okay. I mentioned to Ashley that at one point I would like to take a drive from Grounder Square Apartment Complex to Delaware County. I mean, you definitely should. There's definitely a team that thinks that, um, you know, he took her and put her up there that night. But, you know, there's there's quotes when her remains were found that the, the sheriff in Delaware County, you know, interviewed people that did the brush clearing in 99, which was a year after she disappeared. And I just, I can't, I can't imagine with where she was found, with you know where with the brush clearing that you wouldn't you wouldn't have seen her on. I don't know that he did. I don't know that he did burn her up there that night. It going from 
you're entering a township, being populated, to just like a single stretch of it that is just perfect. Ashley and I discussed how would someone be able to determine how long skeletal remains had been in one spot. Yeah, I think they, they knew she'd been there for at least two years, and I don't I don't know how you tell that, but um, so it had been a, a minimum of two years. See, that's a good question. How did they come up with that guess? My guess is based on kind of the, the skeletal remains, because there was no clothing found. There was nothing, there was, my understanding is there was nothing else found other than, than her remains. And so, yeah, how did they tell that it had been at least two years? That's a good question. I did go online and try to figure out how a person could determine how long a person's skeletal remains had been in one spot. One way that they could do this is called weathering. It is said that the condition of the bones depends on where someone puts the bones. Basically, a bone left outside will eventually disintegrate in a process called weathering. There is a six-stage scale for weathering, zero to five. Zero meaning showing no signs of weathering, and five being bones that are splintered or turned to dust. There are factors that also play into this. How much sunlight the bones get, minerals from the groundwater, heat, humidity, wetting and drying, and then freezing and thawing. We know that Stacy was found at the edge of the Scioto River swell line. The river would overflow and make everything wet, then everything would dry out again whenever there was a heavy rain. Did the spot that Stacy was put in cause problems with determining how long Stacy was there in Delaware County? A forensic anthropologist would be the person to try to figure out how long Stacy had been there. Forensic anthropologist from Ohio State was at the area. The Ohio Bureau of Criminal Identification and Investigation was there in November of 2004. The Delaware County Coroner also showed up at the spot on State Route 257. I wanted to know what a coroner's responsibilities would be when showing up at a scene where there is only a human skeleton. So I emailed the Delaware County Coroner's Office to see if anyone would be willing to talk to me. I was caught by surprise when my phone started to ring only a couple of minutes after sending the email, and I seen a Delaware County number on a caller ID. The county coroner that I talked to is not the coroner who was at the scene in November 2004, so we could not talk about the Stacy Colbert investigation. I did explain to him that I was doing a podcast and that I was wondering what a county coroner would do in a situation when just skeletal remains were found. Here are some of the things that I learned from the Delaware County Coroner. The county coroner would be there to help document the scene and things. If there is any property like clothes or personal effects, law enforcement would go over any evidence, either BCI or the Sheriff's Department. Identity will document document the scene, collect as much as you can as far as as many as the remains as you can. Um, I did, you know, then uh, try to secure identity, and then if there's any type of trauma to the bones, uh, document that, or get that documented, and then um, uh, try to rule on the cause and manner of death if possible. The county coroner told me that they would not be the ones 
that would try to determine how long the bones had been in that spot. That would have been done by a forensic anthropologist from Ohio State University. He did bring up nuclear DNA testing, which I have never heard of. That is a test that could be done to give a better approximate time of death. However, Stacy's remains have been cremated. You can do nuclear DNA, um, so there are labs uh, in the nation that, that could do that. They could determine a better understanding. I mean, they're not going to be able to get you an exact day and time, but they might be able to get you a closer approximation of, of time of death. Now, a county coroner can x-ray or do a CT scan on bones, but those have very limited results that they can give. Very limited on information our office can get. We, we have to use outside sources. We have to okay. use labs that have that capability to, to do further. Like OSU, they do, uh, um, they have microscopes that, that have uh, uh, the power to, to you know, see things at a thousand times the human eye. And a lot of times they can see injuries compared to like animal activity, like if an animal chewed on a, a bone, that kind of thing. They could be able to dif differentiate with, with those type of things. So what does a coroner do when there is no evidence of a cause of death? Only on the manner of death, there's a lot more complications to it. And a lot of times, if there's a lack of evidence or no evidence, we leave that undetermined. Our office does, so. I was told something I did not know. Something that our policy is, is anytime we go out on a death scene, we always treat every death, death scene, death, and death scene is uh, possi uh, possible homicidal until proven otherwise. Yeah. Uh, the reason why you do that is because, you know, you don't know, so you want, so typically on homicides, homicide meaning the medical term, not uh, the yeah. criminal, the criminal element of it. But so on homicides, typically the um, the scenes are protected, they're, they're documented, you know, in such a way that every piece of evidence is analyzed and everything else. So until, yeah, so when we go out on every death, no matter which one, what, where it is in the county. But yeah, like I said, we don't investigate the actual criminal element of it. Okay. Um, but a lot of times we do share information with uh, uh, law enforcement all the time. So the Delaware County Coroner did help me understand a little bit about what a county coroner's responsibilities would be at a location where only skeletal remains were found. I did keep on sending out emails trying to get any information that I could about anything. I did put in a public record request with the Columbus Police Department. The email I received said this. The information that was requested is currently in open investigation with the Homicide Cold Case Unit. Due to this case being open, I am unable to release the requested records. On the next episode of Just In Case You Forgot, Delaware County. I will talk to one of Stacy Colbert's co-workers from AEP. I, I just remember she would she would work late, she'd come in weekends and and I think I didn't know until about the second day that people started asking if anyone had heard from her. Then it's time to meet up with Detective Bessinger and Ashley in Delaware County. 
That's all still to come on Just In Case You Forgot Season 2, Delaware County. Why here? We, we don't know. Just In Case You Forgot podcast is produced and hosted by William Swafford. Music was put together by William Swafford 